Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks. Here we are on a Thursday, Stephanie. I mean, Thursdays, I always like Thursdays. Mm-hmm. They're not as fun as Fridays, but they're close. You know? Yeah. Thursdays yeah. are good. Fridays are good. Sundays are the best. They are. Yeah, to be able to extol God. And anyway, there's a lot going on, folks. We're in Psalm 89. We had a great, if you missed yesterday, you missed the rules for dating Stephanie and all kinds of things. So you have to go back and listen if you miss that. And uh, we talk about the three biggest obstacles with her. The four, actually, she mentioned that she was part of those obstacles. But here we are, oh, Stephanie. I wasn't listing as an obstacle. I said, do I have an option? And you said, yes, you're the sub, sub something. So The sub point. You know, Stephanie pays attention, folks. I'm telling you, man, she, you know, she doesn't forget stuff. Uh, she memorized Philippians. She still remembers it all, all these years later. I mean, that was like, what, 38 years ago or something. No, she's going to get mad at me. <laughs> Actually, I... Stephanie memorized that as a teenager. Stephanie's not even 38 years old. But anyway, here we are. Uh, we're cruising along. We're on, uh, we're on Psalm number 89. We're going to start tonight, but we got a couple things we got to get out of the way first. Number one. You Might Be Godly If is a new segment we've been doing. And, mm. uh, and we've turned it around from You Might Be a Knucklehead If to the other side of things because so many of you are godly. So we want to give you good, positive reinforcement and godly enforcement here. So you might be godly if. Now, I think this is a good one. You might be godly if the people around you are blessed because you're in their life. Mm. That's no. pretty great. That's pretty great. And then we give Stephanie the food of the day. So she tells us food that's right with God. So we're going to say, Stephanie, yesterday I think she said spaghetti and meatballs, and everybody's like, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And I said, yeah, I made it two days ago. But now, Stephanie, food that's right with God, what would you say? Wow. I think I would say food. I'm going to go with a dessert today. Food that is right with God today I'm going to put as cheesecake like New York style cheesecake. And let me tell you, I have recipes for everything. Admittedly, admittedly, uh, I will just put this right out of here right now. The best cheesecake I've ever had. I got the recipe from Stephanie. I just want to share with you. This woman Aww. knows how to make some cheesecake, man. That cheesecake. I right now, I mean, I could stop the podcast right now and go buy some cream cheese and go home and make it. That's how good it is, man. That cheesecake is right with God. Anyway, thus awesome. living up to the description, and we are not giving away that recipe. <laughs> Only joking, folks. We're not that kind of a knucklehead. If you want the recipe, we'll give it to you. We're not those people, you know. I don't know why people get mad at us. They think we're talking about it. We're not those people. We are the other people. You ever <laughs> notice that, Stephanie? Why do people think we're odd? I don't know. Or bad maybe. or anything. We're not. We're good people. 
I mean, we're cheesecake eaters, spaghetti and meatball eaters. You know, it's all right. All right, so here we are in Psalm number 89, and uh, much more significant. As we look at this guy, Ethan, this guy loves God, Stephanie. And uh, he sold out for God. And I think if we can have one attribute, one quality, one thing we leave this world with, if somebody says when we're gone, if they say, man, that gal, that guy, they loved God, Mm. then we did all right. Yeah. And that's what Ethan's got going for him. And I think, folks, that's what we're looking for today. If you can leave this earth and have someone say, man, he or she loved God. That's a pretty good place. And it's it's good to love your wife and husband and stuff to get that. That's all right. I'm digging that. I think that's important. But there's nothing more important than loving God. There's nothing well, higher. There's no greater relationship. Yeah. And if you love if you love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind and strength, you're gonna love your neighbor as yourself. And I love, I love that when she brings up scripture. You know, the best co host ever. And uh as we go forward here and but and, and, you know, our neighbor can be our family and can be the person that lives across the hall from us. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to love your family, you know, and because uh, they smell and they pee on the floor and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> Why did I go down that road? Do you know? No. Yeah. Anyway, here we go. <laughs> Thinking of the bathrooms I clean at home, having six boys and being reminded that, yes. I think one of her boys doesn't even use the toilet as a guide. <laughs> I just got to be up front <laughs> with you. I went in there one day and was standing there with a pair of socks on. We put those <laughs> socks in the washer machine. I'm just just oh, got to be no. up Yeah, I'm just going to be up front with you. They used to be white, but anyway, here we are. Where? Oh my goodness! Anyhow, some people get in a hurry, you know, and uh, it's a uh, it's a whole different world when you got six boys. I wouldn't know it. I had two, and that was tough enough. But you know, as we're going through and we're looking at loving God and changing the subject from these bathroom things, but as we go through and we look at this, Stephanie, a couple things come to my mind that me as a human being better get right with God because I'm not there. I try to be, but mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not extolling and exalting and lifting up and obliging and or doing any of these things with God that this guy's talking about. Yeah. I mean, he's in a much higher place than I'm at, Stephanie. Just being honest with you. And and I need to learn how to get to that. And I think I, I mean, folks, don't get me wrong, I'm studying the word of God. I'm listening to the devotions every morning. I'm doing everything I but Boy, I can do better, and that's why we're in the book of Psalms. That's why we're here doing songs of the night. That's why we're on Psalm 89, is we can do better. Stephanie's going to go ahead and read for us. If you'd start in Psalm number 89, if you're following along, starting in verse 29 and going through verse number 41. Sure. His seed also will I make to endure forever, and his throne as the days of heaven. If his children forsake my law and walk not in my judgments, If they break my statutes and keep not my commandments, then will I visit their transgression with the rod and their iniquity with stripes. Nevertheless, my loving kindness will I not utterly take from him nor suffer my faithfulness to fail. My covenant will I not break nor alter the thing that has gone out from my lips. Once have I sworn by my holiness that I will not lie unto David. His seed shall endure forever and his throne is the sun before me. It shall be established forever as the moon. 
and as a faithful witness in heaven, Selah. But thou hast cast off and abhorred, thou hast been wroth with thine anointed. Thou hast made void the covenant of thy servant. Thou hast profaned his crown by casting it to the ground. Thou hast broken down all his hedges. Thou hast brought his strongholds to ruin. All that pass by the way spoil him. He is a reproach to his neighbors. Thou hast set up the right hand of his adversaries. Thou hast made all his enemies to rejoice. Thou hast also turned the edge of his sword and hast not made him to stand in the battle. Thou hast made his glory to cease and cast his throne down to the ground. The days of his youth hast thou, hast thou shortened. Thou hast covered him with shame. Selah. Wow. And you know, this is actually God speaking, starting here in verse 19. And, and I, I think, you know, as you were reading through these last verses, coming to my mind right out of the seed also will I make to endure forever, talking about David's seed and uh, the Davidic kingdom. Uh, Davidic uh, king line, and, and, and Christ came from uh, the blood of David. Is that right? right. Yeah. Mm. And so that's a pretty cool bloodline to be in. But you know one thing we all share? We all have a common gene. And I'm not talking about Levi's. I'm talking about a common gene that's found in our DNA. I don't know if Stephanie's ever done a DNA test, but uh, have you ever done a DNA test? Nope. Man, we may be related. I'm related. I... <laughs> I'm related to Barack Obama. A long way, though, so there's not a lot of bad juju going on here with me. But anyway, <laughs> here we are, and and this is what I'm thinking about what God's talking about. God took care of David. If his children forsake my law and walk not in my judgments, if they break my statutes and keep not commandments, then will I visit their transgression with the rod and their iniquity with stripes. You know, God's still God. He's not going to accept. He's not going to tolerate unrighteousness, unholiness, less than godliness. He can't. Yeah. I mean, is that what you're thinking as we look at that? I mean, God's not yeah, going to take a it. holy God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's where his mercy comes into play, that he doesn't, you know, he has the right to strike us down every time we sin against him. And we were talking about this the other day that how, um, by all rights, we, we always wonder, don't we? We all, we know that knucklehead who writes things bad about all kinds of people and stuff. And we say, God, why are you letting them keep on doing that? But God's time and God's thing, God's everything is God's. And, and we accept that and move forward. And God's saying, listen, I'm not going to accept this. You know, there, there comes a time. It's coming. It's coming. You know, it's, it's just not there yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like, you know, over there in Acts 17, uh, the judgment's coming. Right now he's winking at us. And he's saying it's coming. The judgment's coming. It might come tonight. It might come this afternoon. It might come by the time we finish these podcasts. And, uh, but I'm just saying that we have, uh, we have to understand we serve a great and wonderful God, and his timing is not our timing. His ways mm-hmm. are not our ways. His holiness we should chase after. We're not holy. He sees the whole picture. We don't see the whole picture. I don't know if I'd want to look at my life under a God microscope, Stephanie. Mm, yeah, I don't think I would because I know how evil. <laughs> and my how thoughts, evil my-, my my life, I mean, it, it's so yeah. weird. It's uh, uh, it, it's just so, so strange. And uh, yeah. so this continues on, but... Yeah, so I don't know. What are you thinking? I mean, we went through that psalm, and what's coming to your mind? 
Wow. Well, I think, um, as you were saying, part of this is God speaking. I think all the way through verse 37 is God talking about his faithfulness. Um, and yet in the midst of it, he gives a warning, which I think opens the door to what we see starting in verse 38. And, you know, it's like any parent warns their child, if you don't obey me, here's the consequence. Well, God laid that out here for David's children. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, that's I, I see a principle there of... God's faithful. He doesn't just, he, he, he's given us his word. He had given his, his people, he had given Israel the law. Um, he had given them commandments and statutes. He had given them prophets and, um, he had given them men like Samuel, the judges, different ones who had God had sought to use, to use, to draw them back to himself. And they would for times. Um, but you know, children of Israel are no different. David's children are no different than we are today. And, the same principle applies today of if we don't take heed to God's laws, to the commands that he's given us, um, he'll visit transgression. And that's a very sobering, scary thing. And yet, verse 33, he said, Nevertheless, my loving kindness will I not utterly take from him, nor suffer my faithfulness to fail. Mm. And um, that's a promise of God that he had put in place. Um and verse 35, he said, once have I sworn by my holiness that I will not lie unto David. God will not lie. He cannot lie. Yeah. And, um, so well, we go from that to people questioning him. Well, and you know what I, you know what I think that we got to pay attention to, too, is I think the psalmist is talking about, you know, David's sons were all evil. They were all power-hungry freaks. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, most- uh, and he's pointing that out, you know. And and sometimes, you know, kids will mess you up, Stephanie. I know I told you this before, but and and you've probably seen that in other people's kids. Kids will mess you up when they grow older. And so I just thank God my kids are saved and they're pretty decent human beings to me. I, I wish more in some ways, and we all do. We all want more for our children, closer relationships with God, so so on and so forth. But we just do the best we can. And the psalmist is here and he's worried. You know, he's worried about the Davidic line. He's saying, boy, David's kids didn't turn out too good. Can I tell you something out there, parents? If your kids aren't doing great, you're in good company. Mm -hmm. Because kids will mess you up, man. Uh, Family will mess you up. I'll tell you that right now. But here's the thing. God's righteous. God's holy. And that's not going to change. This is going to continue on. God's judgment judgment is not going to change any of his promises. Whatever he promises is going to happen. And sometimes God uses some of this evil in the world for good. I don't know how it works, but we don't do evil. We don't, we don't let our good be spoken evil of. You know, we don't, we don't go down and gamble to win enough money to build a new church building or something. We don't want our good spoken evil of. But at the same time, God can take evil sometimes and use it in someone else to say, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to live like that. I don't want to treat my family like that. I don't want to do that. You know, I met yeah. a, I met a lady that I counseled years ago, and and uh, when we were in the seminary, we would counsel people in front of other people to learn how to counsel people. If that may, that's a lot of counseling. Uh, but <laughs> but what came out of this was I was talking to this lady one day, and she was the most faithful, uh, most dedicated wife, family woman, loving woman, godly. 
And uh, as I was counseling with her and her husband, they actually came in and wanted to be counseled in an area of their life. And, and it, it wasn't that big of a deal. But along the way that I found out in their marriage that when they first got married, she had had an affair. And, mm. uh, boy, you could have knocked me over with a feather. And I said, what happened? She said, God showed me. Mm. And I had to go to my husband. And I had to get right. And I had to get right with God. And I was real lucky to be married to somebody who was close to God and man enough to get through it. Mm. And uh, so sometimes God uses that. I can't tell you how many people that woman helped. I mean, I, there I was counseling them on some little teeny, insy, meany, non-meaning thing. But I left there uh, so much better than I arrived there. And, and I think that's what's going on. I think that's what I'm seeing, Stephanie. And I mean, how do we... How do we walk away from what we learned today and what God's saying? I'm, I'm going to be righteous. I'm going to do these things. How do we walk away from here and say, this is what we take from it? What do we take? How do we walk away? Well, I come away from these verses with one thing, knowing that God has made great and precious promises to us. Yeah. And um, that to, to, to come to the place where... Um, the writer did in the last portion that we read saying, God, you've lied. You, you haven't kept your word. Um, you've brought, you know, you've, you've made him a reproach, all of these things to remember that before we attack God to look at our own lives and say, God, have I sinned against you? You know, if there's no sin in our lives and, and God's dealing with us, the first step is repentance. Exactly. And I think that's it. That's what I come away from this section is God had made promises and he had given warnings and those, those promises were rejected and the warnings ignored. And yet when the, when that rod came that God talked about, um, God was the one that was the one that was, <laughs> he was the bad guy all of a sudden. And yeah. remember that, um, it's our job to turn from our sin and then God does the healing. Yeah. And the rest. So that's our job. That's where we're at. Our job is to turn from our sin and not worry about the regulations or this or that and know that God's timing, God's well, God never lies. He's not going to go against his word. He's not going to go against his promises. He's not going to go against any of that. But we're mm -hmm. on his time clock. We're on his time. Uh, we're on, and you know, sometimes you can look and say, well, God, you know, David's sons are knuckleheads, this and that and the other thing. And and, and we can do all that, but what we need to do more importantly is exactly what Stephanie said. We need to open up the Bible as the mirror to our life and, and use that as the litmus test and say, where are we at? On this day, what are we doing wrong? What are we doing right? What can we do better in our lives? How can we do better with our kids? I mean, that's where we got to be at, Stephanie. I think that yeah. we got to turn this around and make this about us. Yeah, I think it's got to be applying what God gave us this psalm for a reason. He gave us this section, and I think it does need to be self-examination of, um, Lord, you're dealing with me with my sin. I'm going to turn to you and repent. I don't want to harden my heart. And, um, you know, be willing to submit and humble yourself to the Lord. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think, I think here as we wrap up in these last few seconds that, you know, it doesn't matter what we're going through. It doesn't matter where we are. I do know this, Stephanie, and I think you'll attest to this. I do know 
that with PTSD, we're much more sensitive than we are without PTSD. For I, sure. And I do know that that sensitivity can bring us to some bad places, that we yeah. real quickly can go to that place that's not a good place to be. But the answer is found right here that we stop and say, God, we trust you. What do we need to learn from this? I think that's the answer. I think that's where we go. Hey, listen, folks, we love you guys. You guys are awesome. As we continue to go through this psalm, make sure you come back tomorrow, Friday. We don't want you to miss the end of 89. And we're looking forward to getting together again just to cover this. There's so much to learn. Our relationship with God is paramount. Uh, and then when we get that right, everything else is cool. Love you, folks. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.